This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature. For a free audiobook of your choice and a 30-day trial, go to audiblepodcast.com slash afterbuzz. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network, now the largest new media platform on the web, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Blacklist After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Blacklist After Show. Oh, yeah. Julia, you don't want to fall in love. Bing is for doing, and we are doing the Blacklist after show. Wicked Nights. (laughs) 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 This sounds so... (laughs) Hello. For all you lovers out there. Uh, Bing is for doing, we're doing the Blacklist after show. I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined, as always, by my man, Joe Sanfilippo. How are you guys doing today? Tonight. And my gal, Julia... Hi. Dearly. Hi. Your gal. My I'll gal. take it. I'll take it. I'll wear that crown. <laughs> my man, my gal, and my pal. Oh! Mando Velasquez. You're a poet. You don't even know it. Thank you. Hi, yes. everybody. You Hi. see that rhyme? He made it just in time. No. Oh. Oh. Stop showing me up. Stop showing me up. No. Showing me up. No. Let's do the whole show in rhyme. We should. <laughs> I Couplets am for your dinner. No, no, Let's just do it. No. Iambic pen- or haikus. Let's just do haikus. Iambic pentameter, huh? Yes. Right. Oh. Uh, yeah, so that so Blacklist episode five. Uh, we're here. We've arrived five episodes in of the show that we all love, uh, and that we do every week, and that we are all four of us here covering at the same time for Two the second week in a row. In a row. Two weeks in a row. Fantastic! Amazing! Fantastic! Uh, the Courier. He's he's Blacklister number eighty five. Apparently, mm-hmm. that is my understanding. He's, yes, he's the Courier now. You know, we have the Stew Maker, the Courier, the Freelancer, the Freelancer. I mean, I love I, mean, I love these names. I love that every blacklister has to have a specific name, and I love it. Uh, so this one's directed by Nick Gomez and written by uh, John Kelly, uh, John C. Kelly, I should say. John C. Kelly is a old sort of not old, but he's a TV uh, writer from House, mostly a bunch of houses. Houses? What's that? He wrote a bunch of house uh, house episodes. Houses? I think you say house episodes. Okay. Yeah, because you can't <laughs> say homes. It's because it's more than one. Say homes. Houses. We say houses. houses. <laughs> well, that's when you have more than one. Right. Oh, this is more than one doctor. More and one he also doctor. wrote a bunch of NCISs. NCISs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Which one on TVs is it? Houses and NCISs is John Kelly. And directed by Nick Gomez, who's also done a bunch of uh, a bunch of great TV as well. He uh, had an exterminator because he had a lot of Mises. I, uh, oh. <laughs> Somehow that went too far. I don't know why. Uh, it did. It's about time I do that. So, uh, you know, good episode again. I, you know, I, I've, I've, I didn't, you know, the only episode I didn't really love was episode two. As we talked about, mm-hmm. My, yes, um, I love the pilot. Of the bunch. Episode two was a little three was fantastic. Four was amazing. Four still and five is one. like we're 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 getting we're getting somewhere here. And like I, this is you know my theory again. I'll say it every freaking time until we all are dead in our in the ground, like uh, the carrier. Well, he wasn't dead. No, he wasn't anyway. dead. <laughs> we're buried, we're buried, buried in, in refrigerators underneath. That 22 episodes. We're five in. Give them a chance to tell their stories. Give John Blowcomp. Blom Comp, how do you say his name? Our, our, our showrunner. I don't know. Go with it. I think All that's right. how you say it. <laughs> Give an opportunity to tell his story, and I think five episodes in, he's really doing a great job with that. So I think that we're we're getting somewhere. I agree um, with you. There's a flow. There's a style. It, it yes. It all makes sense now. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff happens. This episode we have the return of Gray. Our, yes, our, our, our boy. Pete. Yeah, Skinny Pete was Charles the E. Baker. End. Charles E. Baker was Love the beginning that guy. of the end. Mm-hmm. And we 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 learn a little more about Gray. Mm-hmm. We have a, a new blacklister, of course, which we talked about. The uh, the courier who is played by our good pal. Robert Nepper. Robert Nepper. I love him. He's, He's awesome. Good. Teabag. Yeah. Teabag from Prison from TV's Break. Prison Break. Yeah. Also, he was on the Heroes, and he did Cult last season. Cult short lived Cult. Interview, yeah. Great bad guy. Yeah. So we'll we'll get to him. Um, we got we got finally we'll get to this later, but finally that 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 rotten Tom was exposed as the. Uh, now I have some thoughts about that because we'll I don't know. We'll get to that. I don't know if Rotten Tom was exposed. exposed. 
I'm ready to battle. What about that? Bring it. Okay, we'll talk about Tom later. So I don't lot, wait. Lo, lo, lots Stop to talk it. about. You and more, more, you know, more red. You know, more red doing doing red. More Spader being Spader. More mm-hmm. like more laughs. <laughs> FBI, whatever you do. A lot of those. Uh, it's personal. <laughs> it's personal. A lot of and a lot of um, you know Harold being you know. Actually, more Harold in this than we've seen in any episode. Yeah, a you lot know, more Harold. A, a lot more Harold. A lot less lines. A lot of like, have it checked out. Run the run it. Which what I hear is you're out of here. I'm doing a job. This is my function. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll see. You better not double cross me. Like he's like you know every every line is like the economy. Oh, screw me. Better lines. not screw me. Uh, better not screw me. That anyway. would be a bonus. <laughs> so, you know, but, but at least he's more. He's, it was a good quip after It was a good quip. It was a good quip. Yeah, very good quip. So, uh, so, well, you know, feelings, thoughts, impressions of the episode. I mean, what did you, what did, what did you like about this show? Did you like uh, it? Dislike I it? I absolutely love this. Th- this is now it's hitting that stride. And I said a couple weeks ago that, that without an adversary, we need like a big super adversary to justify, you know, the, the, the Red Reddington character that Spader's created, this, this really big super villain. And apparently, according to Skinny Pete, it's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, and, the, and toward the end of the episode, he said, uh, "You gave away your, your your freebie with the NSA. Why we could have gotten the adversary." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "The adversary? He exists." What so of that's us? Very exciting. What of us on this panel? Three or four times predicted that there may be a giant super blacklister. There, there was, there was a person I who said something said like he that. He may be Spader's adversary. I may mean, oh. use that. Oh. You check the logs. Wow. So, check the logs. You use the word that he. Uh, TL, people. I'm going to check the logs. Check the I'm, logs. I'm, I'm Someone spend, check the logs. Spend some I might time. Have said, It'd be cool if Spader had a super blacklister adversary. You you may have said I something like that. Say that. Um, maybe it was one of the times you weren't here. Oh oh. Maybe, oh. maybe it was that. Oh, that's mean and totally break, break deserved. My arm, <laughs> patting myself on the back. So I'm gonna continue. So uh, so I'm very excited. I said that, that that we needed this, and and obviously they they knew better than I did. So they've got that coming, which is very exciting. Um, also uh, for this whole episode, I love what the, I love when you have like a super story, and then the, the story of the of the week. I love I love that it makes me so happy because everything's happening on on. on on a couple different levels. So this week's story, I mean, like I was into the courier completely and totally again because uh, Robert is such a great actor, and and you know the storyline was compelling, and we gave him a disorder, which is awesome. And uh, but but to be honest with you, the whole time I'm just kept thinking about Tom and Lizzie. I'm like, Tom found the box. Tom found the box. What's going to happen now? Tom found the box. And so uh, again, really good storytelling because it keeps you totally involved in in, a, in, in you know in an overarching story. And then the little little story of the week kind of keeps, you know, this yeah. is action and fun, but there's, stick around. There's better stuff happening. Trust us. Come back next week. We might tell you something else. I Mi- love that. Mildly serialized procedural. You yes. Procedural, mm-hmm. guy of the week, caper of the week, case of the week, and then you get your mildly serialized elements all through as you're peeling back the layers of these characters that we hopefully will get to know and love. So Besides from my point Red, of view, well done. Good. Julia, what do you think? Um, I, I dug this episode. I actually found it to be a little bit... A slower paced uh, in the beginning, at least it wasn't quite mm-hmm. as balls to the wall uh, as as it has been. Uh, the, or I guess the last episode. I was really jazzed about last week's episode, yes. but this one I really enjoyed. I love this character that they created, the courier, um, Robert. How do you say his name? Robert. Robert Nepper. Nepper. Mm-hmm. Nepper. I, I Nepper will like say I. What? It's a Nepper like pepper. Nepper like pepper. Mm-hmm. Nepper. Um, I I have never seen Prison Break. Oh, you have to. I know. What? I know. It's on the list. It's, a dude, it's on it's the a list. It's a dude show, I think. I know. In I've heard fairness, nothing but show, awesome, but it, awesome things. It's, it's so great. And everyone said when they saw that he was the guest star, they were super jazzed about it. I, I've super excited. I've never seen it. It makes you feel any better. Thank what? you. It does. It does. You, that I makes me feel much, much like better. This much off the top. Like, <laughs> like you said <laughs> now, <laughs> you. Like Where's she cutting it's, from? It's, <laughs> I'm trying to crack a joke here. Yeah, what's it? <clears throat> like you said, it's for men. It's for men. Do you do you want me to say it all right? Now you can imagine where I cut now that. Now I understand where you cut right, it. Yeah, right, I'm sorry, I'm now I get it. <laughs> but um, no, I loved this character. I'm actually kind of bummed that that he died. I would have yeah. actually liked to see him as a recurring blacklist. Well, the second so week far, in a row, everyone is has. You know, the blacklisters have all been caught or killed, right? No, no, and, no one has eluded them yet completely, no. right. right? And we do have a thing for compound fractures. We've learned that the, the show has a thing for stab me people with pens mm-hmm. and compound fractures and, and scars. scars. And scars. And scars. Chicks dig scars. Lots of yeah. scars. Lots of scars. Right. Everybody is scarred up. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I just, I really dug this character. I'm, I was sad to see him go. I think, uh, as an actor, he was just brilliant and nuanced and he cracked me up even. Here and there, even though he was a man of very little words, he barely spoke. But yeah, that but just shows his presence is so exactly. amazing. Yeah. So you know, I I dug this episode, and then at the end, hot what? damn, mm. things went crazy. 
But we'll discuss that later. I don't want to wait. Yes, for our last Nanda, we get to wait. You get to wait. I again, I got to echo everything here. It's it was an awesome episode. What I what I love about this episode, and what I'm loving so far about these five episodes that we've seen, is little by little this world gets colored more and more. We're not. It doesn't seem uh, as of, as of the end of this episode. It really doesn't seem like they're going to hold back any secrets for a big reveal. Twenty three episodes, and I mean, there's still some questions that haven't been answered. But we're, again, we're learning a little bit more about this blacklist and what uh, Red's intentions are. Mm-hmm. For example, the, the fact about this adversary. Uh, also, we're learning more about wrestler, which is interesting. We're getting mm-hmm. a little more here and there. It was kind of funny when he when he clocked the uh, bouncer. Oh yeah, and the women were like, "That's hot." Oh, that, that cracked me up. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, of course, another awesome bad guy. I agree. I mean, it's a shame that Robert Nepper has to die because now we know we'll never see him again. I you know? know, it just sucks because he's such a phenomenal actor, and he was so great with that affliction when they uh, tried to torture him in the in the torture room when wrestler congenital andro oh, yeah congenital andro and anhydrosis yeah whatever anhydrosis anhydrosis okay i didn't have a chance to look it up but uh you know when when wrestler grabbed his arm and he just looks up and smiles even though he's of little words Oh yeah, it's just so. And that awesome. hysterical moment when they first catch him and he can't get his arm up, but he and, just throws it up. Yeah. Oh, that's great! That was amazing. And then right. one thing I really, I, I just want to mention because of the ending of this, one thing that I feel that is working, you know, it reminds me of Homeland. At least Homeland last se- the beginning of last season, uh, and also uh, season one, where you finish watching an episode, and you're like, "Holy crap! Where do they go from here?" Like again, you yeah. would think that the whole Tom Lizzie thing would be played off toward the second half of the season, at least. Sure. But no, they're 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 going to start talking next episode, and you see, seeing from clips, they really hits a it really goes to a head next episode. So it's great to see, like, holy crap, you know, things that you think they're saving, and they're like, no, we're going to let you know. We're yeah. going gonna to let you know sooner rather than later. And that's a great feeling to know that you can't anticipate when secrets will yeah. be revealed. Well, and it also tells you there's more secrets. There's more there's stuff. There's more yes. to it than meets the eye. And as viewers, we appreciate that. Like, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're sophisticated viewers at this day and age. We've seen, we've seen every trope, every single sort of trick of the trade done to us over the, over the, over the years of us watching television. So we, we don't want to see, you know, have things drawn out over the course of a season. Like, when are we going to find out? Or will they, won't they? Or is he going to be the bad guy? It's like, let's tell us and then figure out a way to do something else yeah writers and they do that now which is great and i, I love this episode too and i'm really starting to really like about the tone of this show in general is uh within this procedural world they've created they do a really good job of letting us know sort of like creating this world off screen they do a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. it, they did a really good job with the exposition letting mm-hmm. us know stuff about the world that we're not seeing so you get a lot of like sort of reds pass through little little, little snippets about cairo and you know, little, little anecdotes. Marrakesh. About, yeah, Marrakesh. Marrakesh and yeah. Cairo. And, and then he, and it's funny when he tells these stories about these blacklisters, you know, you get not only insight into the blacklisters, but you get insight into who Red is and the kind of things he does. Like, wow, this guy was doing that and he did that. And it's very cool. And also they, they use that with the blacklisters themselves back to, uh, Robert Nepper. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they caught his brother and that, that small interrogation scene with the brother and he told that story about who he is, you don't understand my brother. You know, he told like my dad used to dogfight him with him. Yeah, and then just in that moment, you're like, oh my god! Then they cut to him. You're like, this guy. I, you know, I want to talk about the brother briefly. I I didn't get the actor's name because we we, we ran in here, but he was phenomenal. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he really yeah. was. It, it is not easy to paint a picture without any flashbacks, nothing. Yeah, with just your voice, just talking, and just as as an actor, kind of like remembering that this thing that never happened. Mm-hmm. And I, he was fantastic. That yeah, was great. Well, it's 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 great. He's great. You know, and 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 shot to John C. Riley and and. and and John and John, um, I'm just going to butcher his name. Bong Blomkamp, okay. our creator okay. of the show. We'll just keep uh, trying various different ways. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. I wish there was a magical device where I can look this up. <laughs> <laughs> if only there were a way, um, some way you could but, reach out <laughs> like in reach thin out, air, look up his and name. look something up. Yes, but the, you know, great job with the writing because this is kind of what I'm talking about. Joe is that whole the whole notion of you know we're going to not rely heavily you know on flashbacks which has been a staple and frankly on, on network television lately I'm kind of over it the the flashback and the mm. flash forward and the flash and the flare flash the show is not really flashback heavy in fact there's very little if any flashbacks in the that's show, that's what's right? great about it. There's have so have any yet? No, I, I appreciate that, happen. and it's all done through the writing, which is great because if you have great actors like Spader who can tell these beautiful stories and sell this stuff, you don't yeah. need to do these goofy flashbacks and back it was, and forth. It was a great device when when Lost first premiered, and then it just got used to death. And I think 
uh, the audience is just incredibly sensitive toward it. So, yeah, I agree, as opposed to, uh, well, I don't want to mention, last week I was trashing on one show. You know, like, even last season, the following did a lot of flashbacks. Oh, I'll say Shots it. fired! <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm just saying! <laughs> Bacon duck! Bacon duck! A lot. No. And, you know, yeah, so I think the writing, and then also I really love, um, there's something about that's that's almost annoying, but kind of cool about the sort of, in, in that backstory writing, the vagaries of, of how they tell these stories. Like mm-hmm. the, the very beginning that, that scene between gray and red, I wrote the dialogue down. It's like, you know, your sources are correct, sir. The writer is, is, is attempting to procure a high level security package. It could lead to the answers you seek. That, what's vaguer than that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, your sources are correct. It could lead to the answers you seek. And red's like, of course. <laughs> have them intercepted. I'm like, what is happening? But, but that is, <laughs> but this is one of my one of my favorite things about what they did in that scene is, is let's let the FBI do the heavy lifting, right. on this one. So I mean, it really does show that Red, you know, Red, Red's nobody's buddy. Red's doing some this well, stuff yeah, for himself. Let, let's, let's, He's let's using have our, the FBI. Let's have Absolutely. our friends. Up, this is an opportunity for our friends at the FBI to carry the water. That's what he said. Is that what he said? Yes. Yeah. But I don't think because having intercepted this may prove difficult, sir. I'm aware of the kind of losses we suffered in Cairo. This is all backstory stuff that we're like, wow, what happened in Cairo? Who's the adversary? Hmm. What is going on? Like, you know, I, I, so that's really the vagaries and kind of the mystery they're, they're, they're building with this mysterious red character, all via dialogue and via writing. I think it's something But not special. just that, that last scene with Gray, if I just can jump over there, when they're talking about the information that he could have gotten from the NSA right. agent that they saved, he said, you know, he said, we could have made the world tremble. Right. Which could be a very negative thing. So we just still don't know Red's intention. No, typically the world doesn't tremble He's in a like, good way. Nah. In a good way. Yeah, we can make the world tremble. How do you, yeah, how, how do you do that for being like, a, a good there, guy? There's, 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 peop, there's things you can make tremble in a good way, yeah. but the world isn't Because he said that right before adversary. He, oh. said, he said we can make the world tremble. We, we may have found our, we may be able to find our adversary. And I'm right. just like, well, is the adversary good or bad then? Making the world tremble, I'm guessing it's not a good adversary either. That, that, that maybe it's just two bad guys trying to go for the same goal. I don't know. But it really is curious. Just when you think he has a heart, that there's still some underlying sneaky, mysterious, possibly bad it, thing. It's really interesting to me. We're in this this age of television now, where we're 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 so over all the old ideas of what a character, a hero should be, and we've moved on to this anti-hero thing. And 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 we're now we're full swing in anti-hero. And and Spader's a great a great example of it. But it's interesting to me because I think what we what we latch onto as an audience is an anti-hero with a code. Like we have to have an anti-hero mm-hmm. who has his own like his own personal idea of what's okay and what's not okay. And we have to all kind of agree on it, and it's really interesting to me. It's really, a, it, it's really a trip. I think it's, it's, uh, it's fascinating to me to see that that, that we latch onto that, and then, uh, and then kind of see, you know, as writers, it must be fascinating to kind of uh, develop that code and then, and then take it episode by episode all the way through right. uh, a show without making it, you know, like, you know, this is Jim. Jim's an FBI guy, and he loves being, you know, an FBI guy who loves this country, and that's 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 not it. It's so much broader and, right. and deeper than that. Unless, of course, you're talking about Harold. Unless it's Harold. <laughs> that's exactly what you That's exactly that. Damn it, Nairobi. <laughs> that's what it is. Um, should we talk about Amazon? We should talk brief. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Should we talk about Audible.com? We should, we should talk, talk about, about Audible, Audible. Audible.com. Audible. Yeah. We should definitely that. do that. Yeah. <laughs> Before we talk about Audible. I think it's a better idea. Um, this, po- this podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. This is the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. Now, for our listeners... Uh, Audio, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. You guys can do this for nothing. So you can download your choices and access them on PC, burn them onto CDs, upload them to your iPods or other MP3 devices. It's quick, it's easy, it's fun, it's affordable, it's an entertainment for people of all ages. Um, one audiobook that uh, Mr. Braswell has asked me to mention to everyone because he just got finished with it is uh, David and Goliath. Uh, this is Malcolm Gladwell. Because Joe is an intellectual, and he reads really intellectual stuff. On tape. <laughs> or, or more accurately, he I, listens to other people read it to him. Exactly. So I have, don't have time to read myself. No. Actually, I'm a, look, if, if you're a podcast listener, if you listen to you, podcasts, Yeah, they know about this stuff. As you, as you download, this, yeah. is a, this is a sideways move for you. Because mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a gigantic podcast consumer, and I love to read. But I'm running around now, so I download all these books, and I use Audible. And Audible's fan freaking tastic for that because you know I you know the thing about audiobooks that I love the most is when you get a book like a like a like a like a Gladwell like David and Gladwell written by Gladwell mm-hmm. or something like Bossy Pants written by Tina Fey yeah it's really oh, cool or Steve Martin's book which is great oh, yeah. it's really cool to have the authors read it because it's like they're telling you these stories anecdotally it's not like us four schmucks telling you about right you're hearing it direct yeah. it's like Tina Fey talking to you about like and then this one time
time, and it's really, really engaging, really cool. And uh, and with Gladwell, it's the same thing because he's great, and it's sort of great to hear. Like it's almost like hearing a Gladwell lecture. Then I can read it along and and mark, make my marks, make my notes. And then take all this knowledge back into this podcast. Now yeah. keep in mind, Joe is Turn doing the page this. At what? The time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> keep in mind, Joe awesome. is Joe is taking notes in his book while he's driving about Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think we're lying, you yes, well, <laughs> come visit. Guys, yeah. don't well, write and drive. And, and, and throwing back shots of uh, scratch. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, anyway, for a free audiobook of your choice, go to audio, uh, go to audiblepodcast.com slash afterbuzz. Uh, once again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash afterbuzz and check it out. You can also drive around in a reckless manner in Los Angeles. <laughs> you know, I want to say also, uh, I do the Homeland podcast here as well, and they released a one shot, a 30 minute, uh, so- side story for Homeland for Nick Brody, who's, uh, Damian Lewis, and they had him actually read it in, in the voice of Nicholas Brody. So, oh, that's there's cool. even TV, yeah. there are even that's TV cool. connections. So hopefully they'll be doing more stuff like that, cause that was actually really well that's written, awesome. really cool. Yeah. Nice little Is that only thing. on Audible? That's only on Audible. Oh, that's cool. Right. And that, and that one is free. So you can even try it out and then jump on at, at, for a taste and then, you know, get some great deals off of our so website. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Sideways move pos- podcasters. Once again, audiblepodcast.com slash afterbuzz. Check it out. Yeah. Cool. Do it. So let's, let's, let's break down this a little bit further here. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I mean, what, what leapt out at you in this episode, Jules? What do you, what do you want to talk about specifically? I um, I, I'm, I'm more and more interested in the, in wrestler. Okay. You know, in the beginning, in the first couple episodes, he was just the most flat character. And, you know, no real fault of anybody's. He just wasn't being written with much depth yet. Right. You know, it was always the, the one-liners, the very FBI-esque liners, mm-hmm. uh, one-liners. Um, but now, last episode, we started to see them sort of peel back some of wrestlers' layers and sort of give him... Um, uh, you know, a little backstory, a little bit here and there. Uh, what I loved uh, from this episode, they sort of piggybacked on that and took it a little bit further. Uh, he, when uh, he was just cracking me up, first of all, he was cracking me up how he really wanted to jump on the bandwagon after he had a little taste of going sure. undercover yeah. with I'll Ben last week. <laughs> Let me do it. I'll do it, guys. I got it. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. And he rocked at it last week, so why sure. shouldn't he rock at it this week? Sure. Um, they even started dressing him down, interestingly enough. It's not so much the suit and tie that no, no, he's yeah. always in. They kind of like, they roughed him up a little bit. How about jeans and a shirt? Bit. Let's just see well, jeans yeah. and shirt. I, I'm, down. I'm, I'm rooting for my man Diego. Like, you know, Diego also, he made a, he made a triumphal return to home yeah, this, this week. Yeah, this past week. This, you know, we know, we know that, so he's yeah. doing double duty, but uh, as Mike, as well as his mm-hmm. agent wrestler. But yeah, I'm rooting for him. We know from Homeland that he's got some depth and he's got some emotions. Yeah, not one Waiting for that from yeah. Diego because you know, I love him so much. What I like though is that while his outfits are starting to get a little more casual, so is he. Right. So, so is he's he. going to be. It's almost as if the walls that he had up in the very beginning, very straight laced, not giving any information, and while his wardrobe is actually getting more casual in conversation, so is he. And the fact that he's out in the field more, that's when he can't put the walls up. That's when he's. Right. That's when he's kind of got to improvise, and that's when his walls automatically come down. I, I got to tell you guys, I, he. So Uh-oh. I'm going to say yeah. He, he's not working for me yet, and and I I understand what they're trying to do, and I I just hope that they go further with it and actually do it. Because right now I do not care about Agent Wrestler. If he died in the next episode, I'd be like, all right, I I would feel nothing. Well, you figure that he's going to eventually be a love interest for Lizzie. I, well, I yeah, and I, I, that's, so that's a foregone conclusion. But yeah. I I, I kind of feel like. I I I want to I want to go to his apartment. I want to see. Oh, it, do you now? T- I, do tell. <laughs> I thought you were interested in him. Please let me in. <laughs> no wonder you didn't you watch Prison Break. Stallion more shower scenes. <laughs> I just I feel like I feel like we're missing. I I just feel like we're missing the human element of him. And and like we had some allusions to the human element this week, but they fell flat for me. They just uh, you know I, I they didn't they didn't they didn't work like uh, like what you were saying about the job is the only thing you have. Boom. Yeah. That was, that Come was on, definitely. that was a little force. Yeah, that, that was a little force. That, that, that whole that, scene that was. Sequence was, and, was but I, 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 I guess my problem is the writing sets up. You set up Agent Wrestler as this older, experienced FBI agent, but he's not. When he's on state, when he's on camera with 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 Lizzie, they look like they're peers. And so when he's talking to her, all condescending, like "Oh, nice job, way to go," it doesn't feel like it's condescending from an older FBI agent. It feels like it's kind of being douchey from the from from your peer group. But I think that's the but intention. Though. Is that the intention? I think, I think it is so. too, because if you take it from his point of view, he's been working the job a long time. Here she is, straight out of the academy. But and that's what I'm ha- saying. He's having to treat her like a peer. Well, he has no other choice but to treat her like a peer, and that's got to be a bit of like. Imagine a the relationship of them as a peer, and then Lizzie says when she's profiling. First, she says a really funny, uptight, fueled by inner rage. 
age, um, yeah. capable of the occasional moment of tenderness that uh, allows you to stay up late watching Asian, Asian porn. porn. Yeah. But right. then she says, you don't trust me. You think I'm a traitor. Imagine that coming from a peer. If that was a superior who felt that way, he'd just get her off. He'd just yeah. get her out of there. But well, he's a, a superior. He is a superior in a way, but he's also a peer. He doesn't have the power to do that, so he just has well, the power to stab her. He, he tried, though. He tried in the beginning. He couldn't because he couldn't. The, he's got, the, she's the only connection to, exactly. uh, to Red. So that's why they really are, in a way, more I like peers, but he's in, got a chip on his shoulder. It has to be infuriating to him to have to treat her like a peer. Yeah. Who is this girl? Yeah. Where is she coming from? To treat her like an equal. Yeah, well, exactly. I guess this you is my, have to. This is my point, I guess. When I look at them on camera together, I don't feel like, like he is at, the character that they built for him. For whatever reason, it doesn't feel to me like he is an older FBI agent, more experienced. They feel like the same. And mm-hmm. so the dialogue falls weird to me because it's written that he's, uh, uh, he's this, this older, more experienced agent, but I don't feel it well, when they're doing not, it. Not to turn does this, that make sense? It does make yeah. sense, but not yeah. to turn this into a, a... I don't want to mention the show again, but Homeland has a similar character in Peter Quinn, who's very young-looking, but he also has an experience to him. But I, I, I can see that. I heard he's very that. attractive. And yeah, if you listen to our podcast, somebody on our podcast loves <laughs> him. Shout, shout out to Lauren Leonelli. Yeah, totally. So, uh, <laughs> so you, I think it's you, doable. You went a little weak in the eyes there for a second. I, I was, I was Peter Quinn or Lauren Leonelli? <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Leonelli loves her as Peter Quinn. Yes. I'm sorry. Back to Blacklist. <laughs> I'm just saying that I think it's uh, – I, I don't see that as a big stretch for his character to be a superior and yet be so young. So, okay. That's okay. I'm saying. I, I agree with that. I agree with all you. I'm kind of in the middle between you guys here, between between, between Flippo and, and Julia and that. Like, I do think that he's he's showing a little more and there, there's a little more to wrestler being shown, but it's not quite enough for me. I, if he did get killed tomorrow, I wouldn't shed a tear. However, I do like that they are sort of – giving him the reason like we see him being this badass we see him being frustrated we see him being in this way of like I can do this but to be able to see him in action these last two weeks in a row you're like mm-hmm. oh that's why he's a badass he can do it he knows what the F he's doing he can do that he'll 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 cut himself in a room. You don't know what he's yeah. going to do. Well, we, we need to see him. We, <laughs> you, don't, you don't know yeah. a wrestler. And we need to see he him might more cut his in the arm. field. He might just start cutting himself you up. You don't even know. <laughs> I like seeing him in, him in the field in this capacity rather than in the truck sure. with the headphones yeah. on, calling a quick little quick yeah. shot. Well, again, we already have a character who doesn't go out in the field, and that's your man. What's Ooh. his name? Um, Harold. Harold. Oh, That's Harold. Harold. We already have one person. We already have a superior who's all you know, biting and, and blunt and like that. We don't need two. So it's great to see wrestler out there more, and we need all to right. see more of him in that capacity to understand it. I, I, I guess I'm just starting to like him a little bit. Sure. I like how he is, you know, uh, showing a little bit more of a human side. But then when Lizzie wants to talk about it, he sweeps it under the rug like mm. it never happened. Right. Yeah, doesn't want because you know he has his walls built up. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking, Until he loosens the tie. Speaking of people that you like, Joe, let's talk about Tom and Lizzie. Let's talk about Tom and Lizzie. Let's talk about Tom. Let's talk about and Tom and Lizzie. You know what? I don't want to win. God. <laughs> uh, last to be over. To, to be, be over. over. Yeah. Uh, last week we we talked uh, briefly because someone here on the panel felt that Tom was extraordinarily trustworthy. Someone and, and, and hunky and 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 hunky and 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 uh, um, what was it? I don't know because I don't believe I said any of these things. No, but, but it was implied. Dreamy. Continue. Dreamy. Maybe I said dreamy. You, you didn't say like dreamy. It. But I don't um, think I said hunky, hunky. or extremely I think, trustworthy. I don't think anyone said you hunky. You said you trusted him. I did not use the phrase, I find him to be extremely trustworthy. It was implied. Uh, uh, which, which caused me to logs. question. Check the logs. <laughs> Back to check, the archives. Check the logs. Which caused me to question my, my friendship with your husband of, of 13 years. Yes. And I, maybe, and maybe the, your, your taste in men can't he be trusted. He was very Extremely trustworthy. <laughs> and, and dreamy. And, and, dreamy. and, hunky. and, hunky. and he is hunky. Hunky. Who's uh, Eric Curley is a like hunky dreamy guy. in here with hunky. It is. Why I'm am I saying a hunky? Who know. started it? I don't know. It's like the Fonz would say that. Anyway. So Tom and t- Tom the hunk <laughs> and Lizzie. Uh, so, so you know, and, and we, we, we established last week that putting glasses and a sweater on guys just makes them just, just so, so, uh, so, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Harmless. Um, but now we're beginning to question whether or not Tom is indeed harmless because Tom has found the box. Well, dun, dun, dun. here's the thing about what I loved about that, uh, what they did with the, the director, what my man Nick, uh, Nick Gomez did, that shot where he's on the phone with Lizzie, like, we have to talk, we have to talk. And then they cut back to him and he hangs up on her, but it's shot in that horror movie thing, like, from the mm-hmm. crawl from space. From the crawl space. And awesome. it's yeah. shot up. Oh, yeah. And he's like, click, and the slow drop of the phone. <laughs> it was like, uh-oh, he's like a serial killer there. They, like, shuts the thing, crunk, crunk. I was like, oh, what happened to the, the, the sensible sweater? But, I, but <laughs> <laughs> this guy's about to, this guy's like Dexter all of a sudden. He left his Seattle coffee shop. He's like, not yeah. <laughs> like, what, what happened to this, this guy? He's all gone. And I was um, like, I knew it. 
Let, let me ask you guys this. Now, this this is this is me flipping here because this this leads me to have, have some questions of my own. Flippo flipping. Flippo flipping. Uh-oh. Okay. So uh, now here, here's here, here's the thing because yeah. uh, I, I I last week I was prepared to throw Tom down the well, but this week with the way that they shot it, it was kind of I don't know I don't know maybe it's uh, I'm I'm a little I'm a little up in the air because what? he did not look to me like an angry pissed off. I guess what he did would not be what I would think an agent who got made would do. Well, here's the interesting thing about it, the way looked, it was shot. What he did was what a husband who was yeah. what what the effing would do. Well, here's here's the thing. First of all, this is what I noticed. He well, he was very patient. He'd been calling her the whole time. He wasn't freaking out. He wasn't like, "Oh, my secret's done." So that's right. the first that's the first thing like, "Okay, this is not turning out the way I right. might expect it to be." Second of all, he's sitting down and it's being shot like you said, the angle was perfect. The way it was directed it was awesome. She's walking in. She's standing up from a higher position and he's down in an almost more subservient like, uh, yeah, and it was shot from her point of view. And so. it was shot from her point of view. So it gave him a very, a much more sympathetic look. Yeah. And lastly, I gotta say, I know you keep joking about the CW, but he looked, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a little nerdy here, but he looked a lot like Amy Pond's husband from Doctor Who, Rory Williams. He had a very Rory Williams look. Nerd so anyone, alert. yeah, Nerd any, alert. anyone who knows Doctor <laughs> Who knows what I'm talking about. Take out the end and let me know. I, I, I swear, I thought it was Arthur Darville from Doctor Who. But, uh. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. So anyway, so I, I agree with you. I, I'm waiting for him to almost say, I found this box. Is it yours? I'm almost waiting for him right? to say something right. like that. Even though, even though clips from next week look really different, I'm still really like, I, I don't think we know the whole story. I, I think so. I think you're right. And I hate, I hate how much grief I gave you last week and now I'm flipping on it. But I, I, I just, I'm looking at it going, I, this is not, if I was a super spy secret agent and I was totally caught like this, mm-hmm. I would not be sitting at home waiting. That well, would not be what I would be doing. Let's yeah, he, let's he's playing the long. That's what I'm saying. Maybe he's playing the long game. game. Long and again, surveillance too. Surveillance should be noticing all this. It's still like what who's the surveilling hell? What who's though? surveilling what? Apple Man. Apple Man watched, yeah. and Apple Man brought in other dudes. Some guy, some bearded guy, beard dude, beard dude, neck beard. Apple guy and beard dude. Yeah, neck beard. Sure, why not? Neck Is it Apple Man or Apple guy? Apple Man and Apple Jack. No, don't screw it up anymore. So that's NBC. Apple Man and neck beard. Apple Man and neck beard. Right. Coming next fall on NBC spinoff <laughs> Apple Man and Neckbeard. Uh, I, I, I do, I, I do agree with the whole like the way they shot thing, the way they shoot things. They, they it can be somewhat manipulative at times, ma- manipulative at times, mm-hmm. and somewhat like they, they can they can shoot you know they can light it sort of romantic like dreamy lighting, mm-hmm. or they can write it they can light it and shoot it menacing like he like him looking down the the crawl space there. So yeah. Uh, but what I didn't appreciate, which I really do not like. Is the, the I'm so sick of these dream sequences. The the dream sequence at the top where they, where they but you know it. it's a no dream way. No, but it's so manipulative. No, though. but that's not manipulative. Let me ask it's you a so, question. Well, hold on, hold on. It's just so emotionally manipulative to show oh. you this thing and then like, what's happening? Oh, it's a dream. Of course, it's a dream. I know. Wait, no, wait. Now, he's uh, he's a, he's a large man. Well, relatively, and and she's a a, a small woman. He's large. He's a large man for the CW. Okay, but he's a CW. school. But he's a school teacher <laughs> he and she's an Dawson? FBI he's profiler. He's CW large. He's a school teacher though and she's an FBI profile so she should be able to kick his right. ass okay well here, here's my question yeah. so if you found out that maybe your husband is not in fact the school teacher you thought he is but in fact a tired trained assassin slash murderer slash double agent slash guy who's been paid to sleep with me and live with me and create a life with me but he's not really with me he's aiming for something that's else that's a lot Plus, that's flashes. a lot but that's what's happening yeah. so I mean wouldn't you as as wouldn't you be like oh crap and then you're then I, I I can't imagine anxiety nightmares about the person sleeping next to you because you can no longer trust them and you're scared they might be an assassin. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to disagree. That's not manipulative. That makes total sense. All right, but, I, but I, I'm just saying as a I'm just maybe it's just inside baseball. I'm just saying as a viewer. As did a, anyone many, think it was time, real? But how many times have we seen the old dream sequence thing? At the time. But I did will anyone say though, think it was real? Since it opened the show and I was just you know settling in to watch it and I saw that sequence happening. All I could th- think was, Flippo is going to kill me. <laughs> I will never hear the yes. end of this. Of but again, thing. kudos kudos to them at least having the reveal at the end that they are going to have a t- conversation about this now. At least, you know, and, and are going to be like it's going to be more than a conversation. Yeah, yeah. he's going to like his lover. <laughs> oh, G- ah! Gina Tacos. Gina, Gina Taco. Tacos. Tacarina, what's her name? Something Taco- Tacos. Gina Taco <laughs> Gina Tacos. I have to tell you. Zena Tacos? Whatever it was. It was like, like I'm listening to the previous. I'm like, you guys, Zena Tacos or Peanut, whatever it was. Tacos? It's a real name. No, you got to make it sound cooler than tacos. I, 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 love, I love how you try to be right the show. Here's what I would do. I'd do. No, <laughs> Who are these people writing this show? No. The show that I would create and write would be no, so much that's, better. That's I'm unfair. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm in, I'm in right. it. That, that just leaps out at me like, like I just got hit in the face with a but, word, her, her like is tacos. It, okay, but let's, let's wait until next part week. part of the word. It was like taco <laughs> Rainus or no. something. No. <laughs> 
it no, was like Zena Tacos. <laughs> it wasn't like Zena Tacos. Fred Burrito and Zena Tacos. Blacklisted number 38. Tacos is the second part of it. I'm telling you. All right. So, well, I want to, go, I want to talk a little bit about uh, our, our guy, uh, the, the Collector. What's his the name? Courier? The Courier. <laughs> Collector's some other episode. Okay. Some other show. That's coming up later. That's number 13. Yeah, number 13, yeah. But before we do that, I want to the thank collector. you all for tuning in and listening to us on iTunes. As, as always, we really appreciate you guys. We're a brand new show. We're five episodes in. So um, our, our, our ratings on iTunes are, are really, really great. Thank you. We're, we're, we're up at fives. Are we at five? What are we doing? I we're believe do- we're up at five. Yeah, we're doing. So thank you so much for getting us up to five. Thank you so much for making us the number uh, three Sometimes two, sometimes three. We were two this uh, Monday morning. Downloaded show here on AfterBuzz, yeah. iTunes. So we really appreciate you sticking with us. And please continue to rate us and comment and give us your feedback on, on iTunes as well as YouTube. We we listen, watch, listen, and we read all of your comments on YouTube mm-hmm. and iTunes mm-hmm. and appreciate them all. And love your ratings, especially what, Joe? Oh, we like five. All right, there it is. We love five, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll get some people. We want to shout out some of our people, especially like Sharon, listener Sharon, and some yeah. other ones. Shelly, Shelly, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the collector. Right, sure right. Sharon out there too that we love. Sharon, no, we love Sharon. Shelly talks about Shelly. Oh, Shelly is Sharon, something special. To Sharon us. talks about the collector. That's Shelly. I'm so sorry. I, I called you Sharon. If you're listening. <laughs> She's I listening. You, I know you are. Don't She's always mad. listening. She's going to be so mad at me. Okay. Uh, Nando, tell me about tell me about the career. Okay. Well, we, we talked a little bit about him already. Robert Nepper, awesome, amazing actor, uh, best known for being Teabag on Prison Break. And also, he was in Cult. Uh, I loved him in Heroes. He was in the last season of Heroes as the main bad guy. And he's just a great, great character actor. And I, I really great hope I really hope that he gets to be on uh, a series television show again really soon. He's got soon. a great A face. really good one. He's got a great face. And, a, and this episode was just so awesome. Teabag, was, was great about him was his uh, southern accent. And he's just so, so manipulative. But this actor, we said it, had very few words. Right. And he did a lot of acting with the face and, and just with this affliction, which was awesome. I'm really curious as far as uh as far as this character, the courier, it really makes me wonder what this blacklist is. It's obviously about the adversary, but I noticed that all these people that he's going for, like the stewmaker last week, the stewmaker was a middleman. The courier is a, a middleman. middleman. They even Ultimate said middleman. it's a middleman. middleman. It, that's what it is. It's it's when two uh villains or two, you know, bad people don't like each other, they don't trust each other, they hire this 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 courier as a mediator. Who will also put a you know put a knife tape both of them if something goes wrong? He has no issues with that. But again, we're, we're getting a lot of people, and, and I suppose this is what I have trouble with with this blacklist so far. Nobody other than the pilot episode, which seemed to be a, a bona fide terrorist. Nobody else has really been a terrorist. It's all been people who work for somebody or who can get hired by somebody. So we're, it's obvious the end game is is still yet to be revealed. Well, well it seems like we're we're going after criminals. Uh, it seems like uh, like Red is destructuring other criminal networks. It sounds like he's taking he's taking the middle out of mm-hmm. out of some spots, yeah. uh, and, and 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 which kind of gives him a position of more power mm. because if if you don't need the middlemen or if there aren't middlemen available anymore that can do that can that can guarantee work or that can guarantee uh, success in a, in, a, in a given venture, yeah. then um, then he's de- destabilizing entire networks. Yeah. But also in this episode, what's interesting about the courier is. Uh, according to his conversation with Gray, it sounded like Gray was saying, "Let's let's go for him ourselves." And then when yeah. when he said, "Oh, what about our losses in Cairo?" Then he's like, "Well, let's get our friends the FBI." So Red is not just running to the FBI; he's trying to handle these people on his own. I mean, you do you do get the sense that there is a larger, you know, for lack of a better word, chess board here. At yeah, work here. it's not so much a list as it is this sort of like giant sort of uh, and, yeah. chess chess board. You see, I just picture him looking at it and looking at this all these pieces. I mean, like, okay, this blacklister move here, the courier goes here, yeah. out. Uh, let's see the uh, you know the, the stewmaker there. He's out. Mm-hmm. Like he, it's, it's it's all going towards a larger picture, larger end game here. That that obviously that Red knows and Gray knows, and that they're working the long con mm-hmm. as he as he mentioned to get to uh, while protecting or or helping Lizzie in some way. I love the idea of this larger chessboard, this larger plan, if you will. Yeah, and that we and I, and I do trust. I do trust that the writers and the creators of the show will. Um, will take us there. We'll reveal this thing. I, I, I've learned more. I've been burned a lot mm-hmm. in other shows that we may have done on Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been burned a lot. Shots fired. 
haven't learned a lot by, by, by trusting the, the master plan. But I've also learned with shows like Homeland and other shows, really well-written shows that like, and Breaking Bad and some other ones that are like, you sometimes got to trust the creative process. It's like, again, I, I'm going to sit back and let them, oh. and let them take me on this journey. I'm, and I think it's all going to work out just right. I, I know I it sounded it. like a negative criticism. It's not. It's just notice, notice that these characters are not major players. Yeah. And also, this is the third week in a row where the stakes the stakes are somewhat high. I guess it, obviously these people escape. Worse things will happen. But for the right. thir- third week in a row, it's really about saving somebody. You well, know, with the with yeah. the two, you know with the episode with uh, Wei Jing, it was all about saving that uh, the architect. Was it Wei? Uh, how do you Wu Jing. Sorry, Wu excuse me. Jing. Thank you. Wu Jing clan. Wu Jing. With Wu Jing, it was all about saving that architect. Right. With uh, last week's episode, I'm really glad that I don't want Lizzie to get trapped every single episode and then uh, have to be rescued. But last week was about re- Lizzie. This week's about that NSA agent. Seth, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's so far, it's just really about rescuing like one or two people. And they're important people, you know, but I want to see kind of, it's alluding next week's episode has to do with a bomb, which is what the first episode was about. Sure. So I want to see Dirty more. Bomb. I want to see the stakes go higher. Joe, don't you think that like there, there's like a, there's sort of two lists, if you will. There's like a, there it is. I'm not crazy, am I? No, it's no that's happening. Here, right? <laughs> all right, good. <laughs> a little Bruno Mars. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're hearing things in the in the booth. It's all right. <laughs> uh, but there's two. He gets to there's two lists. There's like this list that is the the evil guys that the blacklist that he wants to be able to you know take care of red, and then there's his own personal list, and, he, and he's kind of merging them. I think I know? I predict that that in the, in the future we're going to oh, see okay. one of those. We're going to see one of those, um, one of those, uh, one of those things you love so much, where where you see one of the huge walls with all the interconnecteds. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see Red's wall eventually, and and I think that's going to be your favorite episode in the universe, Joe, because <laughs> it's going to have it's going to have at least at least a hundred different uh, uh, blacklisters that are going to be on that wall, mm-hmm. all connected, and I think we're going to get to see the big picture eventually. It's and- going to be. And then it's let's just make awesome. reference to this NSA agent who still lives with his parents, but apparently he's so damn dangerous that he's worth $20 billion. But he lives with his parents. $20 million. $20 million. Well, yeah. I would sell myself so I can get out of that damn basement, you know, right? if, I'm that, if I'm that valuable. <laughs> well, you know, maybe he's one of those creepy computer guys, like like they exist. I don't know any creepy computer guys. I know cool you don't know computer any guys. I don't know any creepy guys. Okay. I know lots of cool guys. All right. But, um, but you know, it, it seems like an archetype that's kind of gone, gone, gone the way of the dodo. Like, oh, I'm a tech nerd. I live with my mom. You know, but um, but uh, you know, I, I like that idea though. It's kind of it's kind of sweet. Yeah, and again, the question is also: Red got information from him that supports Lizzie searching for Tom, and yet he could have made the world tremble. The he could have made the world tremble. Big chance. And he's going for the long game. He said, right? he's trying to. He's he's going for his future. Well, he's just, making a better your future, future. Just showed up. Yeah, well, I want to know from you, Julia. Did 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 the um the courier? Did he did he scare you? Because it feels like. These last two were scary, kind of like there was there, were, there was a very much of like a creep element to both these guys. Not were, as much as I would say the Stewmaker did, Stewmaker. but but both of them, um, interestingly, were very uh, silent characters. They, yeah. they were men of very little words and very many scars. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> very little words and very many scars. I was a little grossed out a little bit in this one when they're pulling out yeah. discs out it's of grim. his. There's that you line know, the that doctor's like, gross. oh, he's got he's got a lot of stuff in him. I'm like, Ooh. well, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's totally, yeah, I think that's totally, uh, you know, um, about the show. I mean, the scars hiding things. Yeah. So, and the fact that he had his escape plan within his scars, I think there's, there's, uh, there's something there. It's definitely really all related. It's representative of Red. It's representative of everybody there. So, uh, I, I find that really interesting about the scars and the fact that he had all these things hidden in him. <laughs> By the way, right. Marshall's WTF. I mean, if you're moving a criminal that we've already established doesn't feel pain and has stuff hidden in his body. He had a lot of stuff. Dude, maybe somebody Take should be that. sitting in the back with him. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just seem to, I, I have these thoughts. Like, Ugh. hey, Marshall's, what the hell? That guy had more. Yeah. He... <laughs> <laughs> really... Whatever it was going to be, it was it's not going to be any fun. Not appropriate. Never mind. He, yeah, well, so he had a creep factor without a doubt, mm. but he, um, he was a little more ruthless than the stew maker, a little bit more hands on than the stew maker. Yeah. And, uh, well, the stew maker was more like a boogeyman. And I, exactly. I had a little bit of sympathy, though, for this guy, because at least I, I got some, uh, I got some backstory to him. Yeah, and the dog fighting, that's kind of sad. Oh, grim. Dad throwing him in there. Yeah. Grim. Mm. Right. Um, okay, I'll say it. Say it. He Do had it. more black things inside of him than his incarcerated brother. That's what I, that's my joke. Oh, no. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Blacklist. <laughs> Thank you. 
that. That was all right. Hey, I'm so glad you didn't bring up Kim Kardashian. That's all I said. <laughs> I, I went to his frustrated And yet you did. Yes, you're, wel- you're welcome. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about Red before you get out of here. I, I, I really, as always, I just, you know, uh, Red. Red's doing his thing, as always, every week. Uh, I, I love the layers for peeling back. As I mentioned earlier, we get the the beginning of him with with him and uh, Gray, sort of you know, get in, inside their world, which is what I like. And I like the idea of uh, them telling the the FBI's version of Red and when how they're trying to figure out what he's doing in the procedural blacklist version. And then you have uh, Red's version of his world and how he sees the FBI. And I think that we as a viewer get to see. Both. We get to see Red sort of doing his plan, the FBI doing their plan, but the way Spader's playing both sides and the way he's doing it on camera is, is, is really, is really something that's cool to watch. Sort of watch him sort of have his plan and then take that same plan into the, into the conversation with the FBI, but yet not really hiding anything. He's very much like, yeah, you don't, you can't trust me. And yeah, I might, I might double cross you. And no, you know, I, w- I will do this. But I, I don't know. It's like it keeps me guessing as to what Red's motivations really are. Because he'll say one thing with Gray, mm. and then he'll come into the FBI and say some other things. But then he'll say the truth. They'll tell Lizzie one thing, but then he'll give her the information. It's just a real sort of, I don't know. I'm really, really interested in how, um, we're able to see both, even though we're able to see both sides of Red, I know, I don't, I still don't know anything. I enjoyed how in this episode they sort of reminded us that he is not an ally of the FBI. Right. That he's not doing it out of the goodness of his heart hmm. uh, when he was talking to, to our guy, Harold. Uh, and they, they were talking, exactly the conversation you were talking about. Right. He showed his disdain for them when he said, well, that would be a bonus. Right. You know? And he's, and he, he's done that last week, too. And he said it with such a great face, such great tone, hmm. and you really believe him. Right. He really has. Well, he did the laugh. You know, he did the laugh of the FBI. You're so FBI. Like, you're so FBI. <laughs> you're so FBI. Exactly. <laughs> God, you're FBI. That's the line. But yeah, he's, he's, he's terrible. It, it, am I the only one that seems, it seems to me it's really interesting to watch this dynamic because it, it almost, it, it almost, it, it almost wants to call into question like so much more about our society. And I may, maybe I'm, I'm going broader than it ought to be, but it's interesting to see with, to see what that Red has his own motivations and Red has his own super objectives. We don't know what they are yet, but we know they're there mm-hmm. and they're not about helping anybody. They're not altruistic. They're about him. Super objective. Yes. And But what it's interesting to me is that he can go to the FBI at any time because the FBI's motivation, as we understand it, is to put criminals away. So he can go at any point, like he did in this episode, and say, hey, I will give you this guy. And the FBI almost has no choice but to take him up on it. There's no point where the FBI can go, ah, no, screw you, because whatever you're giving us, you're, you're, you're getting something for it. So we don't want to play your game. But it's interesting that he's in, he can take the FBI, and just because the FBI's motivation has to always be to put away criminals, yeah, and, and it's it's fascinating yeah. to me that that we're uh, you know it it almost forces us to look at is is that really the FBI's motivation? If if you're the FBI, do you take that one step further? Do you want certain criminals more than other criminals? Do right. you you know where where are those lines drawn? But it's really interesting to see it broken out as people. Like Harold gets to make that choice. Well, even more interesting to see Red sort of really sit above that. He's yeah, above them. Like like when he talked about uh, our girl, um, uh, what's her name, uh, Dejambu. <laughs> he talked about her to, to Harold. He was like, uh, dude, she was the, she's the version, French version of you and she's better than you. So now she's out doing some other stuff. And so don't tell me about her. Like, you know, like you're, she's above you and I'm above you. She's on my level. Mm, and I, that's you know, it. Right. It's yeah. like, so don't give me your FBI crap, Harold, you know, and so, you know, I don't know. Like he's, he's very much like, you know, the FBI are pawns in my game here. Like I'm going to dip in and dip out. Throw him a couple bones, but really, I'm doing I'm doing my own thing. I really love that. I love the idea of the FBI sort of scurrying around, thinking they're in control, but really they're not. You know, uh, I said this last week, and I, I guess I'll bring it up. This show also reminds me of uh, Grimm, in the mm-hmm. sense that, uh, it, and it's it's a weird supernatural type of thing, but it reminds me of Grimm in the sense that the Grimm can see certain things that nobody else can see. And Red is this character who sees the underground network of, of criminals that the, the FBI apparently have no idea about. They have no idea about the courier, the stew maker, sure. this woman. They, they have no idea about these people. That's so it's like, I like that so, so, and, and yet his partner, Lizzie, is like a normal person that gets to go along too. So he gets to solve all these crimes in the underworld. But it's almost like these, these people, especially, I think it, it really hit me last week with the stew maker because he's such a boogeyman. He's almost like a mythological type character. Yeah. And then this one too, he can't feel pain. 
I mean, it, yeah, it's like they have these like super. It's like they have yeah. these supernatural like abilities. Super so this show actually, for some reason, kind of reminds me a little bit of Grimm in in that essence of there's this world that you need Red because Red could see these things and nobody else can. And as arrogant as Harold is, and as arrogant as Wrestler is, because they're the FBI and they've solved all these amazing cases, they really have no clue. They can have yeah. all this high status in the world, but they can't relate to these people like Red can. He's just a different character. And then when you see him talking to you know um, French girl De, De Chambou. De Chambou. De Chambou. You, you see that they're speaking as equals, as peers. Yeah. They're speaking yes. as equals. Kind of like a hot wrestler, take, Nando. Kind of like wrestler and Lizzie do. That's yeah. a hot take. Oh, I like you. that take. Yeah. Also, well, and, and, and to that, I also like that they finally acknowledged that uh, Red is killing MFs every every week. Like They're like, dude, you've already killed two people. Three people. Three. Three. You know? Well, they said two. They said two. They, they said, said two? two? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. What, what's, who's the third person he killed? Well, maybe I'm wrong. Anyway. He said, like, oh, he, Red's like, I'll handle this. He's like, you've killed two people. He's like, eh, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. <laughs> well, for me. <laughs> you know, I love that. So that's, a, that's an acknowledgement there, of the, mm. you know, because you got this, like, Red's- And one of them was innocent. He had a family. Oh yeah, yeah he had a family. Oh, we forgot he about that said, guy. Yeah, he's not perfect. He wasn't. He wasn't a bad guy. Uh, Asian programmer, uh, Chinese programmer guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, no hat, no hat. This episode. Oh yeah. Uh, Why is your hat? We didn't. We didn't get. We didn't get. Uh, no, not my hat. <laughs> <laughs> no hat. Red, I didn't Red wear didn't my have hat, a single hat because Red didn't wear a hat. Where's your uh, hat? No. Uh, no pens in the neck. No pens in the neck. Not a single pen in a single neck. No, I'm a that is disappointing. Yeah. Uh, no Malbec or, or Merlot or whatever. He swear, he's, well, he had that oh, white he had the, stuff. He had the, the, the white, the, the special white, yeah, whatever special, that was, uh, spirit that he found Stool in the old spirit. house. Mm. Uh, it's not how I do business. By no the way, I don't. If I just find random stuff, I ain't gonna drink it. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, you know, I, I, I've been on the edge. That's my that's my Friday night. Uh, <laughs> so, and then the jet, no, the jet, but the jet did come back when he offered Dijambu. I got a private jet fueled and ready like, for him. Don't get on that jet, Dijon. Yeah, nothing is going to happen. <laughs> You're never going to come out. I want to spend Destiny. This is like a shot one, one day to episode 13. The jet lands and there's like all these blacklisters doing, you know. Right. God knows what. The island of blacklisters on where this jet lands. Wait, you don't want Dijon on that jet? You don't want her to disappear? Well, I don't know. I just, I just, as a, as a, a thing viewer, for her? You have a thing as for her? As a viewer. It's, He's it's, as a viewer or as a man? Well, it's, it's my black man screaming at the, th- at the screen thing. <laughs> I'm like, don't get on the jet, girl. Don't get on that jet. So it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> about, he didn't want to find the freckle. He, he was concerned about her in, in, in a different no, way. No, I was like, Got you it. know, anyway. Okay. So I, I don't know. So let's, uh, <laughs> anything else in red besides, you know, no hat? No, uh, <laughs> besides no, no hat. No, I, I'm, I'm good on red. Red. Okay, that's it. Well, he's a good character. We still like him. He's driving the show. Hmm. Fli- uh, Flippo. He's not. I was going to say, Flippo's carrying this show on his back. But yes. No. It hurts. Spader is carrying the blacklist on his back, though. I will say that. Bless you, Jill St. Flippo. Woo, thank Ooh. you. Uh, but he's definitely carrying the show on his back. I mean, let's, let's make no mistake about it. The yeah. show is. But it helps to have great characters like, the like the courier, like, Bla- like Robert Nepper this sure. week and, and last week's guy. Yeah, sure. it does help. And we're seeing more. Where are my henchmen? Where, where's my man, um, you know, Dembo and, and my girl, uh, I don't know. Fuji, oh, whatever. Yeah. Where'd Asian girl and 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 and, and, and big the dude go? Yeah, where'd yeah. he go? Like, the, like they're supposed to be like his henchmen guarding him at all times. I ain't seen them. Where, but where Gray is back. Gray is back. So yeah. All right. So uh, well, let's let's jump into some uh, news and gossip. Hey now, After Buzz TV news. Uh, Nando, what do you have? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have much news and gossip this week. Actually, no, we were just gonna do. Yeah, I was just gonna do shout outs because okay, we got yeah, some really good. Some, uh, well, yeah, I, well, I, the, I show, have the show is still a hit. The show is still a hit. And my understanding is, it's hit. the number one new drama on yes. TV, right? According yes. to the NBC promo. According to the NBC promo, so that, that's, uh-huh. that's good research. Yeah. Yeah. You like way to that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Looking out, people. <laughs> is that independently corroborated? Now the, the dude said it though, and the he dude, had a deep voice, so. Awesome. Good. Awesome. Okay, so uh, just a couple of shout-outs on iTunes. Thanks a lot for uh, giving us five stars because we love fives. Uh, Andre Chur, uh, Zombie Walker 17, and Bobby Carr 88. Thank you. Oh, and I think uh, Running to Remake also. Yes, they got in within the past week. And then also uh, on our iTunes, uh, not iTunes, excuse me, on YouTube, when we uh, we put the live streaming show eventually on YouTube, we got uh, Sapper Girl. Well, actually, hold on. There's more. There's more. There's a lot of people. Ooh, wow. look at all that. Uh, Joe Braswell posted on here. Uh, to shout out to Joe Braswell. I do not like uh, that guy. Sure. That guy. <laughs> Sharon Nime. Uh, oh, there's a Sharon. Sharon. I knew is that Sharon? there was a Sharon, Sharon out there. there you no, go. it's not Shelly. Uh, Taylor S. Gary Saucerbury. Shout uh, out to Taylor S. Taylor S. is thank you, Taylor. Taylor S. posts a lot. Yeah. You post a lot. You listen a lot. And we, and we love yeah. you. Thank you. Ja Girl 314. Uh, Sabra Girl 1980. Sparkle Clover. Mm. Dave 1555. Inez Ruiz. 
Complainia. Oh god, I'm saying that wrong, and I'm Spanish. Complainia. 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 Holistic Health and Living. Wow, we got a shout out from Holistic Health and, Li- and Living. That sounds See? very healthy for us. It is. So awesome. And Pretty Thang 11, who, who wants to make sure that you know, Joe uh, Flippo, that uh, the actor who plays Tom is actually from 90210. So you're, you're singing on, the wrong uh, song. You're singing the wrong song. And Lauren Lozasil. Noted. Lozasil. So uh, hopefully I didn't thank butcher you. any of your names. Thanks, they were meant guys. to give a shout out to you, to thank you. Uh, we read your comments and we love what you guys are saying. And thank so you. everybody knows our our show is completely organic. So <laughs> yes. healthy and healthy and very healthy. And, yes. and of course, shout out to Shelley. Oh, Shelley, okay. we're gonna get her to call in. Yeah, she'll call in. Actually. She will have plenty to yeah. say. Super fan, Shelley. So let's let's jump into predictions. Ooh. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. I'm gonna shake things up this week. Uh, Nando, I'm sure you have some predictions, but Julia, what do you have? You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a bitch. (laughs) All right, my prediction. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, I think Uh that Tom Uh originated as a plant by Red because... Due to Red's long stand, don't give me that face. I, I don't see even that have a face. face. You do. His long standing interest in surveillance of Lizzie and her life, nothing seems to be happening to her by chance. I don't think if Red's involved, anything's happening by chance. Right. So I think he was put there originally, maybe to, I, I mean, I don't know why originally. Maybe it was to protect her, maybe it was to guide her. Um, I don't know. But, um, I, from there, I think I think a love sprung and arose, oh, but I don't know if they're wow. really in love. He seems to really like her, doesn't well, he? You know that, that, he seems to love her. I think there's real love there. Uh, oh, really? Do you I think? Don't there's know. Love? <laughs> Based on what exactly? Based on his glasses and Based sweater. On his sweater. And sweater. And glasses. It's a sweater. And his dreaminess. They want Listen. a baby. Oh, I know. They babies want a baby. come from love. <laughs> Babies come, babies come from love. <laughs> Even that, if they're not coming from them. Yes. Well, yes. That, like a red, stork. that red does seem to be very interested in like every episode. He's like, did you find out about your husband? Did yeah. you look into this guy? Yeah. about your husband? He knows about How about, about your husband, husband, Lizzie? Like he's, red's very interested in, in like Lizzie mm. knowing about the husband. It's like, why don't you just tell me, dude? Just yeah. tell me. Like, but that's how truth? I think it originated. I think, okay. I think red, uh, brought the two of them together. All right. Um, I I think uh, I I'm going to completely disagree with everything you say just for fun. What else um, is new? I, I I don't think that's a that's a that's a that's a, a far reaching. I don't think that's out there at all. I think that's very reasonable. Mm-hmm. Oh there my you god! Go. Okay. And now it's impossible that it's true. Now that I've agreed with you, um, <laughs> here's my prediction. I think that Tom and Lizzie, because uh, you see the previews for next week. Obviously, they're going to go in front of the FBI, and they're, he's going to go in the super secret fortress of FBI solitude, mm-hmm. where the where the cage thing opens up and closes up, and the whole thing mm-hmm. that I think is ridiculous. Um, I think that I think they're going to play the FBI. I think that um, they're going to come up with a kind of a plan to play the FBI next week because I don't think that that at this point I don't think he is what I thought he was because he'd have boned out. Or even if he is what even if he is what I don't think he is, which would be the bad guy, then he is playing it weird because he stuck around. So I think either way they're going to go in and play the FBI at this next episode. They're going to go in and be like, he's this and that and the other thing. And they're playing the FBI and, and Red to kind of figure out what's really going on. That's so, what I think. So I think they're going to be together as a couple. That I was right. I might. I might is, be. I told you I'm happening? flipping. <laughs> flipping. Did we hear this, flipping. gentlemen? Everything's yes. upside down. Did we hear that, America? Up yeah, is no. down. Left is right. All right. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and also probably just to frustrate Julia a little bit. Uh, just because I, I feel like we got to start seeing some stuff with Wrestler and Lizzie. I think Tom is not going to be long for this world. You think Tom's out? Yeah. I think Tom is going to disappear somehow. One shot, one kill. Yeah, perhaps. I, I don't know how exactly. I, I'm, I don't think it'll be murder, but maybe he'll disappear in the system. Who knows? Since he seems to be uh, taken in, but maybe, maybe he'll get a venereal disease from tacos. <laughs> maybe he will <laughs> from his taco lady. Uh, but I'm, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say. Humor. I'm going to say as much as it probably would be great to have that little love triangle. I think that Tom's got to at least disappear for a while. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna after this week coming up, I think he's going to disappear. You think for a Tom while. takes takes a little powder? He takes. Takes a little powder. Right. At, at the very least, maybe permanent. But I think we're not going to see much more of him. For Can I retract my love part? So you're I dreamy. She, I don't think he's in love with her. Okay. okay. I retract that part, but I think Fine. she's in love with him. Fair enough. But everything else I said, I believe stands. Okay. I think that we're going to see some. My, my prediction is we're going to see a little more of, of Red's 
I read red a little less of Red's cooperating with the FBI, a little more of Red manipulating the FBI. They're going to have a lot more of Red's plan and from Red's perspective as opposed to the blacklist is about the FBI catching criminals with Red's help. The blacklist is going to be more about Red, you know, tracking, the, you know, eliminating his enemies, enemies. <laughs> Red, <laughs> See enemies. enemies. Red eliminating his enemies and uh, using the FBI for help. I think that's going to be the shift in the show. And I think that Liz, you'll have to sort of choose between her loyalties between the Red and the FBI. Mm. It'll be a weird. I think that's where the show's going, and it'll be cool to see. So that's all I got. Oh, you know, we didn't even really talk Uh-oh. about her loyalties to to Red, how she shows up at his house. Yeah, well, this is end. kind of this is what I'm getting yeah. at. I feel like that is going to be we, a we point. We barely touched on that. We should have. I think that next, oh. next, next week. week we'll touch yeah. on it. But I feel like there's, there's right. a point where Red is actually like bringing Lizzie to her. She's fresh out of the academy, and we'll we'll see yeah. that back and forth. I right, yeah. say it again. He's her dad because that scene. All right. That scene. No. That scene. No. I'm telling you, they're sitting on the couch. The sunset. That could have gone. That could have been shot and could have gone a totally different way, and it didn't. All right, Joe Flippo, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on my website at josephsanflippo.com, or you can find me on the Twitters at Joe Flippo. We should tweet more. I should tweet a lot more. All of us should tweet more. Let's I'm start good tweeting. for crap at tweeting. Julia, Julia tweets a lot. We, we, Julia is a yeah, tweeting queen. Tweets. I haven't been a great tweeter this week. I will tweet like a champ this week. Good, I guess I too. swear. And uh, since I'm tweeting, you should follow me. And uh, <laughs> you can find me on the Twitter at uh, Julia Carely. J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. Same with my Instagram. And yeah, find me, guys. Yes, Nando. And I tweet as well. I, I, but I will tweet more. I declare that I will tweet more. And you could tweet follow me on Twitter at Nandovel. N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. And I will tweet more too. You can find me at Joe K Braswell on Twitter and also on Instagram at Joe Braswell. And, uh, and here and, and, uh, Nando and I do a show, uh, a tech show. Yeah. Also, you can find on uh, Black Hollywood uh, Live. Uh, Black Hollywood Live. Yeah. And so, uh, and what else we do? Extra and, and some other you stuff. Do all sorts as well, of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, that's us. And, uh, we love you all. Thank you, Blacklisters. We'll see you, uh, next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.